Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, Rye. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Um, yeah, so basically the holidays are over and I get me some, uh, yeah, you're setting the couch on fire. Nice. <laughs> so shitty couch. Anyway, um, holidays are over. I usually get some audio books or I, I load up the iTunes when I don't get what I want. And I'm like, Oh, I need some new audio books. And, I start listening to all the proper books and the different things, you know, usually the survival stories. And it's funny because when I go through them, by the end of the story, I'm always like, oh, I need to step up my night vision. Oh, I need more AR-15s. Oh, I need a lot more silver coins. Oh, you know, I really forgot this one part of my preps. Or, oh, whoa, I need to go buy fish antibiotics or you know, there's always like 80 things that are running through my head. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. And it's funny because when I'm not listening to all this stuff and kind of consuming all this information, it doesn't, I don't get worried. I'm like, oh, Trump's president. Everything's great. The stock yeah, market, my marijuana stocks are going through the roof. Skyrocket. and Skyrocketing, you know, California, everybody's getting high. The liberals are turning in their guns so they can smoke pot. Mm-hmm. Everything's great. You know, I don't need to be a prepper. 
<laughs> I don't need to prepare for anything. But then I start listening to these audiobooks and I'm like, it's right around the corner. Oh End my God. You know, uh, freaking uh, the one I'm listening to now, I think uh, the uh, Yellowstone, the volcano goes off. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, you get the big cloud. And then, of course, nothing's going to grow. Everything's dark. There's cloud. There's ash. People's roofs are collapsing. And you think you're prepared. And then China freaking does an EMP because they're like, well, we might as well finish those fuckers off while they're not ready. And they go after Taiwan, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but... You know, so these are the kind of things that I'm worried about, you know, being a prepper. I'm like, hey, and then I'm like, I start hearing the stories unfold and I'm like, yeah, if I had night vision, then I'm the coolest guy around, you know. So anyway, I was thinking we need to start getting back to basics here and start covering some of the core, um, you know, things that are, you know, getting your homestead ready because, I actually this week had a little small wake-up call because I'm reasonably prepared and kerosene heaters and different things. But as you guys know, it's getting very cold in the uh, northeast here. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's getting cold everywhere in the country. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, with all this global warming and we're all freezing our balls off, mm -hmm. the uh, my furnace cuts out on New Year's Eve. Oh, that's a great time for it, too. You could always call the furnace guy at 8 o'clock on New Year's Eve. And I'm like, fuck. You know? So, I actually, pretty handy. Probably didn't know that about me. But, uh, so I get down there and I, I pull apart the oil filter. And it's just full of freaking sediment and corrosion and whatever. But, hey, I'm a prepper, so guess what? I got another oil filter sitting right on the uh, furnace there. So great. Throw that in. And I remember, oh, the last time the guy came out to clean it, he showed me that there's a second fuel filter that you want to clean right at the, uh, like, right where it injects in, like where the bleeder screw is on right. the oil burner. Mm -hmm. There's a second one there that I was never replacing or cleaning. Mm-hmm. They don't sell it at like Lowe's or anything, but it's very easy to clean with like an air compressor or whatever. So great. So I clean that out. And sure enough, that thing is just chock full of, you know, sediment and all that crap coming from the bottom of my oil tank all these years, mm -hmm. especially because I let it run down to like nothing. Some cheap freaking, <laughs> you know, you know how it is. We all make mistakes, right? We all have our vices. Mine is letting my gas tank go too low in my pickup. Mm -hmm. where I'm replacing fuel uh, pumps all the freaking time and letting my oil tank run low and sucking up a bunch of sediment. So that said, I'm a prepper. I change my oil filter. I clean out this secondary filter, and I get to the nozzle. And the nozzle's the little sprayer, you know, right at the end. And I always have a backup of those. But the last time I went to buy it, they didn't have any. And I forgot about it. Mm. And I'm like, fuck. So I take the air compressor. I spray out the nozzle from the inside. Now. Not working. And I'm like, I know that's where my problem is. You know, you just, you mm. know, in your gut, you've seen things before. I'm like, I know that's the problem. So 
I put on a small heater downstairs. I have that going all night. And then I uh, end up, I have to get up every hour and I'm downstairs hitting the reset on the furnace and it goes for like 20 minutes and then it kicks <laughs> off. And of course, you know, it's like four degrees, four degrees that night, yeah. or minus two degrees or whatever. And I'm like, damn it. All night now, New Year's Day, I go out, I buy the nozzle, I put it in. It's been running ever since and it's perfect. So nice. I like that I'm on it and I know how to fix it. Right. But you know what it is? It, you guys remember me talking about about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I went hiking and I'm like, oh, I wish I'd brought a lighter with me. Oh, I wish I'd brought same thing. You know, I mean, we spend all this time getting prepared and then something like that just derails us. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, you guys are like, well, my furnace would never go out and blah, blah, blah and whatever. But it's just always like, man, what did I forget? Right. You know, you really have to put the time going through some, you know, possible scenarios and different things. And I really, after listening to a bunch more of these audiobooks, and I've listened to probably 50, you know, online or, you know, uh, prepper fiction novels, whatever. I hear them all the time and I get scared. But this, uh, this last week, I'm really thinking about, like, you know, we really need to focus. And I think our next episode is probably going to be on uh, – food storage but not like how to store it but like understanding how it works like are we all gonna starve to death because i gotta tell you when the grocery store shut down mm -hmm. how prepared are you you know because <clears throat> i gotta tell you i'm sure a lot of you guys out there don't have your year supply of food mm -hmm. and we're gonna get into that next week i think and talk about different options and whatever but i also want to talk about the grid Talk about how vulnerable we really are and how when these things come up and surprise us, you mm -hmm. know, when you're caught off guard. And like I said, like when I'm camping and I'm like, oh, I didn't bring a lighter. Oh, I didn't bring a compass. I didn't because I, I know everything's going to go all right. Mm -hmm. But is it? Until it Does goes it, wrong. Until it goes wrong. You know, and that's the thing. So anyway, back to us kind of getting on the homestead stuff. I, uh. One of the things that's going to become an issue, you know, if the infrastructure fails for whatever reason, currency collapse, rioting, food shortage, flu, pandemic, earthquake, volcano, any of these things, EMP, whatever, um, you might need to secure your location. And the key to that is um, like your perimeter security, fencing, um you know, surveillance, uh, communication, how you're going to kind of protect your homestead. And so that's really what this episode is about is your perimeter defense. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to focus on fencing. Yeah. We got a uh, email from Matt uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. And he was asking about fencing, wanting to do wanting us to do a show on fencing. And I was like, God, that sounds so boring, but you know, it is an important, uh, important aspect of, um, of securing your house, securing your property, your animals. I got to say, being able to sleep at night and know that, one, predator people aren't going to be stealing your livestock, your supplies, your stores, mm -hmm. but also predator animals are not going to be stealing your mm -hmm. livestock stores or attacking your family. Right. These are the uh, the things we need to look at. So 
What have you got? You have some suggestions? Well, let's uh, let's start off with some basic fen- uh, basic ideas. Now, the reason you want to go towards fencing and away from walls is, you know, walls are, are great for a lot of things. You know, they're great for privacy. They're great for uh, uh, deadening sounds. You know, if you live near a highway, they're great for a lot of things like that. But they're not ideal for security, and that's because a wall is really a hiding spot for somebody. You know, they can just sit on the other side and, you know, wait for their, their right opportunity. You know, a fence, you can see through it. You can see who's outside of it. You can see who's around. Um, you know, and really, if you want to be basic and you want to spend just a little bit of money, if you got a, a six-foot-high chain-link fence, okay, you're going to be pretty pretty secure there. They're tough to get through. Yep. They're not easy to get through. They're not easy to get over. Um but uh, you know, that's a basic uh a basic setup. So um you know, stockade fences are great, but again, it's the same thing. You know, they're they're easy to push down, they're easy to get over, and they don't you know, they give your enemy a hiding spot. Your uh whoever it is that's trying to get into your property. They give them a spot to hide and hang out and uh, wait for the right chance. All right. Now, I agree that, like, a stockade fence, you're very vulnerable to, like, a vehicle Mm -hmm. attack. Um, You know, I agree. I ran my truck into your stockade fence. I don't care if you put those 4x4s in with cement three feet down. Mm -hmm. I'm still rolling through it. Right. Um. Vagrants walking around. If I put some nails through it, make it a little tough to climb over. Yeah, it, it they might go something. around. It Neighborhood keeps, kids uh, will stay off your lawn. It keeps people from seeing what's behind it, from mm-hmm. seeing what you know what you have to offer. So you know it has its place, mm-hmm. is what I would say. Um, ideally, when we talk about a great prepper location, a hiding spot. I would have to say that, uh, you know, you want something that's out of the way, off the beaten path. Right. Where people aren't going to be walking by and going, hey, you know, you mm-hmm. want to be on the road less traveled, if you will. Um, also, you know, sometimes using shrubbery and bushes and to conceal your property is good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you have enough property and you have a... Uh, I mean, ideally, man, imagine if you have like 15, 20 acres. What if you have your main homestead on five acres and then back 10 acres or whatever, you have a totally secluded private, you know, compound, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, what if that was surrounded by thorns and prickers and not obvious path, you know, right. pass? And then I had a nice wire perimeter fence with some alarms around the outside. Mm-hmm. Would that not be a great retreat that I could bug out to? Right. Yeah, I have a friend of mine that, that has that height. He has a, a cabin set back. You know, he has his main house. Right. And uh, he has about 30 acres. And that's it. When you have way back in the woods, acres, he's got a little cabin acres. with a pond. And, you know, I think that's a pretty good thing. You just bar up your uh, your doors and windows of your main house and move back. But, um, you know, not all of us have, you know, have enough money to buy a, a 30-acre compound. It's all about where you live, right? That's right. But, That's no, right. you're right. It's not not always the option that we have available to mm-hmm. us. So let's talk about um some basic fences. Um, 
We talked about the stockade fence. Yep. Great for privacy. Um, split rail fence. All that's really good for is defining the the edge of your property or yeah. defining a barrier. It's not it's not gonna keep anything or anyone out. Right. Um, you know, I my my wife wants wants some uh, along the front just to keep the neighborhood kids from running across the lawn because she's a you know she's grouchy. Oh. Get off the lawn. Get off the lawn. Yeah, kid across the street with the giant head. That's that's always it's that big head out that there. Big headed kid. <laughs> it's massive. I just don't understand it. Yeah, how does he stay upright? <laughs> but really, I mean, that's really all you're getting with a split rail fence. Yeah. Right? Now, I mean, you could take that split rail fence and then you can add chicken wire to yeah. it. Yep. I mean, there's different layers, but again, is that really stopping a person that's a threat? Probably mm-hmm. not. No. But are you stopping neighborhood dogs from running through your yard? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it might keep your, your chickens uh, safe when they're out on their own, you know? Kind of. Kind of. Um, now, uh, you want to talk about electric fences? You want to save that for... No, I like electric fences. Let's talk. Now, I know you were talking about uh, well, electric The fence. nice thing, like after an EMP, you have solar mm. options and the solar chargers... What I worry about is a lot of the farmers I talk to are like, yeah, most of the chargers seem to last a year, maybe mm-hmm. two years, and then they're junk. Does two years get you through the the brunt of uh, mm-hmm. you know hard times? Maybe. Yep. Um, if you got enough money, you know, I mean, it seems like a uh, charging base. They're about one hundred twenty bucks, hundred thirty bucks. They're That's not, not outrageous too bad when you're looking for at, uh, solar. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, enough to tell people, hey, don't fuck with me. Don't piss on this. You know, how many times till you learn, right? Well, <laughs> apparently three <laughs> for me. But... Oh, three's the number? Okay. I thought we were still counting, so. All right. But, uh, yeah, and electric fences, you know, and you, you've seen them. That they're, you know, when you have the threat of being electrocuted, you you can per- space it out pretty good. You know, people aren't yeah. going to try and squeeze through those. Uh, it hurts. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel good. And uh, you know, it's good for keeping your animals inside. They get they get hit once or twice, and they just stay away from it. Right. You don't even have to Predator keep it charged animals. all the time for yeah. for you know for your li- livestock. But as far as keeping predators out, right. you can't just you can't just charge it every once in a while. No. You know? Um. Uh, now I know we were talking earlier about um, chain link fences. Yep. Um, chain link fence is legit. You want to get a heavy gauge one. You want to have the post buried. I had a chain link fence that was all kinds of fucked up in my backyard when I first bought this house. If they're not pulled tight, and it, yeah, it was a it was a nightmare. It was all you know covered over with vines and you know, four feet of concrete in each pole. Yeah. And the fence was all collapsing, but I had all these poles that I had to dig out of the ground. It was a nightmare. But, you know, if you get a new one, you put it in properly, and, you know, like I said, a, a four-foot fence, that'll keep the neighborhood kids out, but a six-foot fence will keep most everybody else out. Yep. And it's really easy to run, uh, you know, uh, an attachment for, for barbed wire across the top of it. And honestly, a six-foot fence with barbed wire on the top it's going to keep people out. Nobody wants to risk climbing over that unless they're really into it and they come with bolt cutters and they're willing to cut through the fence and get through it. Now, some people, they got a Leatherman. They're ready to go. But uh, it's leather, tough Leatherman leather is man. not easy to cut through a chain-link fence, right. especially when you're cutting 10 or 20 yeah. links so you can get through. 
It's true. But can you be know, done. No, no perimeter is is impossible to get through. Right. All this is going to slow them down and give you time. Mm-hmm. And that's all any fence is. And do, hopefully really. discourage. Mm-hmm. And discourage. Know? Right. So that that's some. Now let's expand from chain link fence to my favorites: barbed wire mm-hmm. and possibly razor wire. Now. I've been looking into barbed wire for a while, and one of my farmer friends is always yelling. Now, now here's the thing: it's my farmer's friend's wife. Okay, it's always like, "What do you think? Barbed wire is ridiculous." When you have to go and pull your animals out of the barbed wire, all caught in there and stuck and cut up and blah blah blah, and how bad it is, and you're a jerk, and how dare you, and this is wrong. But man, you can cover a lot. For very little. Yeah. Um, we looked up some prices. What, what do you got there? Yeah, there's a... Well, you had, <clears throat> excuse me. You had a 12-gauge barbed wire fence with two points. Uh, you get a quarter mile of, of wire for 69 bucks. Now, 69 bucks. So you throw this heavy wire in your shed, and then when times get tough, wow, you're out there. You're running it up. Mm-hmm. Little and- effort. 440 and, yards, you can cover a good spot, place of that, you know, running three strands. Now, like <clears> we said, that's 440 yards of just a wire. Right. So that doesn't mean that's not fence, that's wire. So just keep that yeah, in but mind. But there's trees. As trees. Yeah, trees. And uh, you can get four point yes. for, for 10 bucks more, 79, I think, is the price we saw. And if we went to thinner wire. Mm hmm. So that would be what, like eighteen That's gauge? That's twelve gauge, yeah. 12, thinner or, thinner is uh 18. eighteen gauge. I think that was down to thirty two bucks. Thirty two so really bucks for a quarter it. of a mile. So mm-hmm. you could buy half mile mm-hmm. and throw it in the shed for seventy bucks. Yep. And just have it, put it up. And you just have it when the time comes. Because guess what? The end of the world after an EMP, you got nothing but time. Mm-hmm. That's assuming you already stockpiled your food and water. Right. Then otherwise you don't have time at all. No, then you have no time. Mm-hmm. You, you uh, should apologize to yourself at that point. <laughs> now, then, when we started looking into this episode, I was like, well, you know, I always kind of wondered about razor wire. Right. I didn't even really realize that was an option for mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, I, I thought you had to have like a used car lot or something to, to get razor wire. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Some kind of dog that likes right. seed fingers. Right, it's gotta be super expensive. Yeah, big chopper, deal. sick balls type. Yeah, dog. yeah. And now you're getting it. Yeah, right. So we did a little research, and it turns out there's this website. It's called Amazon.com. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of it. Okay, mm-hmm. it's new. Now they have all kinds of products on there. You can buy toilet paper, whatever. They have razor wire. Constantina wire. You can get that on Amazon, and they will ship it directly to your house. This wire is those big coils you see outside the prison, Mm -hmm. and it actually looks like little razor blades sitting every three inches, four inches. Yeah, it was in, uh, uh, let's see, I think it was Fort A.P. Hill. I think that was in Virginia um, doing some ops down there, some some training, not ops. And... uh, I was putting up Constantina wire for a few hours, and I had leather gloves putting them up, and it just shredded those leather leather gloves, man. It's not something you want to get tangled up in. No. It snags every little thing that you think it could be snagged, in, including your skin. You know, it'll just catch you up in it. 
It so, sounds like a treat right there. It sounds like a lot of fun. Now, so, so on Amazon, what were we looking yeah, at? Yeah, now we're talking about a NATO, NATO-grade NATO Constantina wire. So um, that's kind of like half-assed is what NATO <laughs> is. <laughs> no. Well, they had 492 feet for 85 bucks. But that 492 feet, you got to remember, it comes in loops. All right. You know, so reasonably, you can stretch it out to about 328 feet. All right. Now, when you put that on top of your chain link fence. Well, that was when I Googled it, I think. I think on Amazon, it was 50 feet for 30 bucks shipped. Okay. So right. that's about your neighborhood. Um, if you just search razor wire, you'll find, you know, what we were just talking about, the 328 mm-hmm. feet for 79? Uh, 85. 85 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, I didn't figure out the shipping on that. You got to do a little bit of your own research. Yeah. I mean, obviously we don't know what you want to do exactly at home and what your project is. I mean, I don't know if, how badass you are. I mean, do you have night vision? <laughs> do you have a scope that has night vision and thermal imaging and overlays the two? Right. If you have that and you don't have Constantina wire, you're making mistakes, buddy. That's it. You know, see? Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, maybe you have fish antibiotics. I don't know how prepared you are. But But I got to say, I mean, like nothing says come back with a warrant like Constantina wire. I feel like (laughs) it does. Um, Nobody really fucks with you on that one, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, A lot of those times you see those TV shows where they have the drug dealer's house and he's like in the middle of like South Central and he's got the Constantina wire Mm -hmm. all around the house. Yep. Nice. Yep. So I think that's... And also, uh, if you wanted a finger collection. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> you can go out, pick your vegetables, pick the fingers off your Constantina wire. <laughs> They'll be laying along the fence line. You Little can necklace. put them into a necklace, just string them together. Uh-huh. And when you go out in town, people will be like, oh, that's that guy. I'm not fucking with mm-hmm. him. Yeah, he's already got four, four of my fingers on there. <laughs> and then when you see the guy who just like looks at his hand and looks at you, you be like, yep, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of options, a lot of great options for fencing, and you really don't have to spend an arm and a leg. Um, and a lot of this is stuff that you don't have to do right now. Like, you need to buy it. You need to right. go out, buy your couple of rolls of Constantina wire, and then set it aside in the shed. Right. You don't right. have to, you you're, you know, it. you're living on, uh, you know, the middle of, middle of the some, suburbs something pathway lane and... and have nice neighbors in a flower garden, and you don't want to just hang Constantina wire all over your house and look like some sort of drug dealer. But but the shit hits the fan tomorrow. Go. That goes up, and you're on the roof with a Barrett fifty. Mm-hmm. And make sure when you're getting that Constantina wire out of your shed, you've got leather gloves on, because it'll tear you up. It now, doesn't matter how if you're really you are. attached to all your fingers, like mm-hmm. if you want to keep all ten, maybe just stick with the barbed wire. Mm-hmm. But just yeah, and I when I was there. stringing the Constantina wire, I feel like I lost about a quart of blood. But what are you gonna do? Now, I was looking at some of the higher end uh, serious fencing systems, uh, and uh, Ameristar has okay. some really interesting stuff. Uh, I was looking at the Impasse Two. Um, it's a steel cross section. Uh, Intended, uh, intended as a not only a a deterrent, 
but it's anti-climb fence, and uh, they've got a, a stalwart that's the same thing, but it's designed specifically to stop vehicles. Ooh. So it's anti-climb, anti-vehicle, stainless steel, uh, system integrates. I'll read what they what they say about it. Okay. The stalwart uh, system integrates the design of a high-security defense with an anti-ram barrier. The framework provides a platform to incorporate various security peripherals required on high-security perimeter designs, meaning it's designed to mount, uh, you know, mount uh, cameras, infrared, motion sensors, anything that you can think of that you want to put on your fence. It's designed to to mount these things, designed to stop vehicles, designed to be, mm, I would say, almost impossible to climb this fence just by looking at it i could tell even if you got a ladder and leaned it up against it you wouldn't get get over the top of it but i couldn't even find the prices for it so if you're wondering what the price is you can't afford it i know i can't you better get get that constantino wine (laughs) at least that you roll that i mean if you're trying to defend the white house this is where you want to go ameristar and listen, if you're just sitting around hanging out, you might want to check it out because it's some pretty, uh, pretty interesting systems they got if on their website. If you wanted to start welding some pipes together, mm-hmm. there's some good ideas. Yep, they did have one fence that looked like a bunch of spears just stacked in a row. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yep. So that was a uh, that was the the top of the line that I was able to find as far as fences go, and that was a. Uh, was pretty pretty interesting. I uh, didn't get a chance to call him up and uh, ask him questions, but that's the spot to go. Um, now was uh, one thing to think about when you're setting up your fence is telephone lines running over the fence. Okay. Now, and a lot of people don't think that you're that you could climb over out telephone you know telephone wires over a fence jump down, and then jump into a pickup truck and escape a federal prison. But... If you're Timothy Leary... If you're Timothy Leary, you can do exactly that. <laughs> yeah, we, I got on a... Well, so a, they probably had Constantino wire at this... Uh, they facility. did. He just went right over it. Uh, January 21st, 1970, Timothy Leary was sentenced to 20 years in prison okay. for marijuana possession. Um... They gave him a psychological profile to see uh, to see where he would fit in, what job he would be good at in the prison. All right. Uh, but he had actually written the psychological tests, so he answered it in a way that said that he was a very uh, conforming type of individual, uh, low escape risk, and he answered the questions in a way that implied that he would be very good at gardening and horticulture. So they put him outdoors, and uh, the Brotherhood of Eternal Love, which is a real group, apparently. There's a Brotherhood of Eternal Love, which is actually a biker gang that sells LSD. They put up $20,000 and hired uh, the terrorist group, the Weatherman Underground. A lot of people, if you don't know the Weatherman Underground, look them up, because they're very interesting. And disturbing. And disturbing. So they paid the Brotherhood of Eternal Love paid the Weatherman Underground twenty thousand dollars, twenty five thousand. I saw different things. All right. Uh, 
to help him break out. So what he did was he climbed across the telephone wires over the fence, climbed down the pole, got in a truck that the uh, the Weatherman Underground had, loaded him up, evacuated him to Algeria, where he met up with the Black Panthers. Logically. Logically. So, just saying, when you get your fence together, <clears throat> watch out for those pesky telephone right. wires. Now, there is one more thing. Like you said earlier, people... If they have enough time and enough motivation, are going to get through your fence. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen. The next step is I would talk to you about either trip wires with you know the shoot off shotgun blanks or live shotgun rounds, whatever you got to do Just in the apocalypse. Salt. Rock salt, whatever. We're talking about in the apocalypse after. You know, yeah, not not Tuesday. Not don't you go set these up your in your backyard with random shotgun rounds. I don't care how private your property is, with the little no trespassing yeah. sign, it's you'll still go murder. to jail. It's, you'll go to yeah. prison. <laughs> it's murder. That's a no go. But perimeter alarms are a real thing. They can easily be made. There's guys doing them on YouTube with 22 blanks. Mm-hmm. You can buy the Home Depot little uh, blanks for the nail guns, the little 22 yep. caps. Um, or you can use real 22 bullets, whatever you got to do. Yeah. Again, if they're not in a tube, they don't really do much, so whatever. Yeah. But bottom line, or at least, if nothing else, buy a freaking roll of fishing line and tie it to some bells that are rigged up yeah. in your, you know, in your camp. Now, Everyday realistic scenario, you can set up motion sensors that will yes. alert you without alerting them. You know, it yes. doesn't have to be atta- attached to a floodlight. Yes. It can be attached to any sort of uh, electronic device. Um, I know in the past I talked to you guys about sun force lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, they're motion solar lights that would work well into the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden bright lights are turning on when people are coming through your property. Hey, guess what? That's a pretty good uh, indicator for you, and mm-hmm. they're awkward in the middle of the field when a bright light's shining on them. Right. Um, hopefully that on its own is enough to spook them and, you know, send them off. That are going to climb up and take your light and be like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> this is great. But hopefully you're soon after with a shotgun. Well, AR-15. AR-15. With a night at vision that, scope. At that range, yeah, yeah. With a night vision scope. Regardless, though, I think it's important that all of us, you know, kind of take a look at our pro- at our property line, think about some basic ways that we can protect. And like even it. if you can't afford to uh, encircle your entire property, it'd be a great way to channel people to specific points. You know what I mean? Uh, somebody's going to break in. in the they kill might, zone. yeah, they might walk along the fence until they find uh you know a, a break lane. or an opening. Yep. And that's the spot that you might have the lights on, might have a, a great aim out of your bedroom window. You don't even have to put pants on. You <laughs> I know? like this. So, you know, when it comes to fencing, it doesn't necessarily have to keep people out. But it can it can Control direct people. It can yeah, exactly. Control what they do. Control their actions and uh you know, a good fence will keep somebody out long enough. To alert you right. to their presence. And hopefully cause enough pain. Now, my plan is always to plant, plant the big poison ivy patch. But then <laughs> it doesn't get them for two or three days later. Yeah, and then they're like, kicking themselves. They're like, damn, I shouldn't have messed with that guy. Yep. I had a friend that called me 
uh, it was about two years ago. What did he not, call you? Not Kevin? too long ago. This sounds hurtful. Well, no, he called me on the telephone. <laughs> oh, okay. And he called me a motherfucker. Oh, but yep. what he said, <laughs> what he said was, "Motherfucker, you need to get over here right now." <laughs> okay. So I, obviously, this is an emergency. Sounds Went like over to his emergency. house. What's going on? Apparently, he had been growing a large amount of pot plants in his backyard. That's and he had a stockade fence around the back of his yard. But the stockade fence kept the neighbors from seeing what it was. But when you run your mouth about something like that, oh. word gets out. And you could see where the person had climbed climbed over the stockade fence and snapped some of the you know, some of the, the points off the top of the pickets. And uh yeah, just ripped them all up out of the ground. Ran off probably about ten thousand dollars worth of pot. Ooh. Now, I don't support growing pot in your backyard. No. I don't support, you know, it's a great cash crop. It is a cash crop. But it crop. is very against the law in most states. To grow your own especially. Mm-hmm. So. Remember, if the government can't tax your shit, they don't want you doing yeah, it. Yeah, it's against the law. If they can't tax it, they don't like it. Besides, you need to keep your wits about you being a survivalist. That's right. Pot's no good for that. Neither is beer, but. Now, some people would argue, well, why are you even alive if you're not drinking good <laughs> beer? So, you know what I mean? Then what's the point in living? Why right. keep going if there's not good beer? There's not good beer if there's not good pot. What are you going to do with your life? <sighs> Times is hard. You know, I, I, my son almost killed himself when I canceled Netflix. So Netflix, I mean, <laughs> I mean. There's different levels for, for what everybody can deal with in their life. Different strokes. <laughs> no, not bad. So what else? You had a uh, some concerns about our music? Is that what I'm told? Yeah, we did get a uh, email recently about uh, asking if we could um, list the names of the the bands and the songs that we play at the end of the show. Now, guess what? I solved that problem. Yeah, we did solve that problem. <laughs> unfortunately, and it not the way we wanted to solve that problem. Um, so you guys know why uh, now we're available on Spotify. Now, you heard me mention that a couple episodes back. Problem is, Spotify needs all the podcasts to be podcast safe. Now, what I, I know I explained this, but just in case you missed it, podcast safe means no outside music that you don't own the rights to. Now, technically, we are allowed to play this music by legal definitions. And we can get away with what we do. However, podcast does not want to put you on their service. Spotify. Spotify yeah. without mm -hmm. you know, us meeting this criteria. So in order, I weighed, we, we kind of thought about it long and hard. And we were like, I don't know what to do. And I don't know the right way to go about this. But eventually we decided, you know what? Let's grow the audience, get more people, you know, tuned in and, We'll find other ways to make them happy. Mm -hmm. So, so that means no more death clock. That no means more no more clock. rage against no the rage. No NWA. Now, I think where we were going wrong at first, I thought he meant like that awesome funky beats you hear in our intro, because mm -hmm. that's on a lot of the closing credits as well. But I, I don't think that's what he was looking for. Yeah. Um. I thought. And maybe it's just me that all the songs we played were just obvious, like, you know, 
like Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, right. You should know. You know, things that just as soon as you hear it, you're like, Rage Against the Machine, that's freaking awesome. Or Death Clock. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, public Enemy. Yep. Right? Come on. Who doesn't know a little Public Enemy? Uh-huh. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um so whatever, I think we've played some ACDC along the way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so if you do have questions or concerns about a certain song, I know one of the rarer ones uh, was uh, what the Punisher. Oh, yeah. We did play. Great. Uh, Rob Zombie. Great Rob song. Rob Zombie mm-hmm. uh, had a song from the Punisher soundtrack. Yeah, called Warzone. Warzone. Maybe that's the one you're thinking of because that was pretty badass. Mm-hmm. And a little lesser known. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I feel like, well, no, because we did have some, like, girl ones, that girl power episode. Yeah, Rebel Girl. Rebel Girl, is that, that what it was? That was the name of that. You know, I might have to go back through these, make a playlist. A playlist. Up. We can maybe right. put that out on the Facebook page or something. It's going to take me a month or so because I'm lazy, but I'll get around to it. Right. Make up a soundtrack of some of our... Uh, some of our songs here that uh the recommended playlist the recommended that you'll playlist. be able to put into Spotify mm-hmm. and, and it out. yes you can listen to our podcast and then listen to the playlist and, then, and we'll be like after this episode type in blah 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 mm-hmm. and then cool shit will happen mm-hmm. all right two I know I've said this like twenty times but I am starting to lean towards maybe I'll get back into YouTube and see if we can't do something there three. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but iTunes is kind of bumping off the older episodes. And I think we maybe mentioned it. I know me and Kevin have discussed it amongst ourselves Mm -hmm. and maybe we've talked about it on the air. I can't remember, but either way, the, uh, some of the classics, if you will, have faded off. So what I decided to do is at least for now, and we may do other things, but I'm going to go back and try and pick at least five of our more popular episodes. And I'm going to drop them every like Thursday or Wednesday or some night like that during the week. Some of the ones that republish have, that a previous one. And I'll put into the description that it's a classic episode. All right. That and way you can skip over it. So if you can feel skip like over it if you're like, it. oh, I've already been down that road. I don't, mm-hmm. We're not trying to fool you or trick you into. You know, so we get more downloads. We're just trying to make sure some of the, you know, the key, because the honest answer is some of our beginning episodes were a lot of the key prepper ideas, like home security, right? Like bug building out a bug out bag, right? You know, things that are kind of really essential to being a prepper. So we didn't want you to miss them. So we're gonna try and throw those in. We talked about we could call it Throwback Thursday and do it on Thursday. But I kind of like the idea of having classic mm-hmm. in the episode. Yeah, a lot of those ones little... that disappeared, though, were also kind of shitty. So They, maybe they had we, shitty. It's not going to be every. They had shitty audio, too. Everyone. No, I'm thinking like five episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try now, to we work did, in there. We did put out an um, uh, intro again, right? A newer intro? Did that? Not that I know of. No? Oh, no, I haven't dropped it yet. Okay, so we'll, we can put that out this Thursday, maybe, or Friday. Maybe it'll or... be dropped by the time you're hearing this. I don't Could know. Could be. Could be. So that's, that's uh, we'll put that one out. It's just a five-minute thing. Um, 
or 25 minutes. <laughs> Ramble <laughs> a bit. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it started out as a five-minute thing. Now, uh, if you guys want to uh, email us and uh, request some, some topics, I know uh, this this one here was, was uh, one we did because it was a request. A lot of the shows we do are because people are asking about them. All right. Uh, if you want to do that, you can email us at, at preppingbadass at gmail.com, or you can go on our Facebook page. Let Perhaps us know there. Join the uh, Facebook group. Right, right. The Prepping Badass group, if you search that out. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of interaction going on there. I reveal yeah. some I of my better very, secrets. I'm a very private person, but you can be my Facebook friend if you join the Facebook group. Yeah, you guys will be like besties. We'll be besties. All right. Text back and forth. You know, oh, we'll hang out. There's and, a lot of fun going on in the Facebook group. You know, we'll hang out so. and, and uh, you know. Gossip about uh, about Chuck and braid each other's hair. Uh, Whatever, it'll, it'll be a great time. Great times. Recommend the right beer. Yeah. All right. So with that, is that it? Or... That's it. That's all I got. All right. Then stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.